Take a look at yourself, you are energy. Visualize and believe, cause that's the key. This meeting lit. You're tuned into that high vibe bitch podcast. <laughs> the hottest chick in the game with the one and only Christelle Marie. You know I'm undefeated. This is fun. Level up, level up, level up. It's fire. Christelle is taking you through a deep and powerful journey within yourself. It's time to elevate your mind, body, and soul. Never turn down. This is that high vibe bitch podcast. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. This is part 10 of a 12-part series, How to Master Your Life Using the 12 Universal Laws. And today I am talking to you about the law of polarity. So everything in this universe has a negative and positive charge and form is held in place through the law of polarity. So every atom has within it a neutron. A neutral base, right? And that has a proton and an electron that binds the matter. So everything we experience in our life is drawn in and bound into physical form through this law. So the principle of this law is that everything has two poles. So for example, good and evil, love and hate, attraction and disconnection. So thinking about these poles, like the North and the South Pole, right? Or a battery with its negative and positive terminals. So everything has an opposite. Everything is dual. And that's what allows us to experience life to the fullest and be able to appreciate the good in the world. Now, Newton's third law of motion sums this up perfectly. For every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So force comes into pairs. So action, reaction, negative, positive, feminine, masculine. So another way to think about it, could you know happiness without sadness? Is there love without pain? Dark without light? And in relationships, is there a sexual attraction without opposing energies you know we've all heard the whole opposites attract it's true and that's where the sexual polarity comes into play so I'm going to start off with talking about the masculine and feminine energy but then also how you can transform your life in any area using this law as well and I haven't seen much content around this law But I had a little bit of an epiphany earlier and it's kind of funny because every time I go to do a podcast, it's totally relevant to what's happening in my life at the time. And so I've been reading more in depth into hypnosis and NLP, which I've been certified in recently. And basically the tools that I've learned are absolutely next level. So I have an ability to completely transform somebody's life using these tools. But what I've also learned is it can be a dangerous weapon if, you know, perhaps you were using it out of integrity. So the things that I have learned and I'm still learning, once mastered, 
you could be a dangerous effing human, guys, all right? (laughs) So it got me to thinking about what's good and what's bad. And is there good or bad? Or is it just our perception through our filter and our experience of what we believe to be good or bad? And then I was thinking about the energy aspect of it because it's also you don't want to be in the energy of shame or guilt. So maybe if you can detach from a circumstance and not feel shame or guilt around it so you're not energetically bringing anything bad back into your life because you truly believe it's not bad then will there actually be any effects from that very interesting but (laughs) I want to talk about that more in depth so let's just reel it back in to the sexual polarity first Now, you might be thinking that masculine is associated with men and feminine is associated with women. So I just want to note that these energies aren't necessarily specific to gender and it doesn't dictate sexuality. So we all embody both, but generally we all have a dominant core energy. Okay, so it can be different for everyone. So the key to understand how these energies are expressed and how they complement each other to create polarity is where the magic happens. So I'm just going to list out the masculine vibes and the feminine vibes for you. So masculine is strong, controlled, focused, powerful, centered, purpose-driven, loves a challenge or competition, single task oriented, problem solver, wants freedom and release, makes big things small, forgets needs, admiration and appreciation, wants to be needed and respected. So the intimacy killer for the masculine is being criticized, controlled or shut out. Now with the feminine, free-flowing, open, radiant, wild, destructive, emotion-driven, seeks and gives love, so the nurturer, multitasker, diffused awareness, wants to fill up, talk, vent, make small things big, remembers, needs reassurance and attention, wants trust, connection and praise and the intimacy killer is feeling unseen, unsafe or misunderstood. So the masculine and feminine energies have different physiology patterns of focus and language so it's important to be aware of what your true nature is and to embody it as best you can so this can be quite challenging because through life we develop multiple masks masculine and feminine energy based on influences from our external environment and so it's important to note that if two people have a similar sexual polarity so if they're both more masculine or they're both more feminine then they won't have much of an attraction. So if there's a strong difference where one is extremely feminine and the other partner is really masculine, then the attraction will be maximized, if that makes sense. Hence, the opposites attract. Now, also, even though there's a lot of teachings out there that say, you know, you need to get in tune with that core energy and stay true to that, I also believe from personal experience that if you can just balance the feminine and masculine energy, then that is also okay. Like you don't need to be one or the other all of the time. Um, 
for me personally, I think the most success that I have created has been able to balance the two. But here's an example of where it might not be true to somebody's core. So for example, when I was a young girl, I wasn't getting the attention or the love that I craved from a parent figure. So I decided that if I could get really good grades and I conformed and I obeyed the structure that I could get praise from my teachers, the praise that I was longing for. So I started embodying more of that masculine energy when I was younger, right? And so then when it came to, you know, the end of high school or going into college, I noticed that I was such a tomboy and so in my masculine vibe that I wasn't really attracting guys like some of the other girls, but to be honest, I didn't really want to because I was just concerned with like partying and doing my own thing. But I guess I was so masculine because of these pressures. And then I guess everything built up and then it didn't work anymore. And I just basically threw in the towel with conforming or doing anything and I kind of went off the rails and (laughs) went to the complete other end of the scale but then it's popped up again in terms of you know when I came out of my last relationship that was quite toxic I was like that's it I'm you know learning all of this stuff to develop myself which was great and I completely turned my life around but then I started to get in that sort of boss bitch energy you know so I'm like grinding yep I'm doing my podcast I'm starting this coaching business I'm learning all this stuff you know and I guess that's where I can become toxic again because society makes us think that you know being this boss CEO bitch is like cool and badass and it's like you're an empowered woman and yes like you know obviously all women should feel empowered and you know be able to create this success but it doesn't have to be in that masculine energy 24 7 and that's what I realized I started to embody again and pretty much shut off all options of dating completely because I'm like I don't have time for any of this I can give everything to myself blah 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 and I really do believe in filling up your own cup before you seek you know any sort of love from somebody else but then I realized in order to allow more opportunities to come in and to manifest the things that I wanted, sometimes it is just tapping back into that playful energy, letting go a little bit, letting go of the structure, going to an invitation to something that you wouldn't normally do, right? So it's like, how do we balance it? Because I do believe when I'm in my masculine energy, that's when I get shit done. All right, like that's when I get my task list sorted. But then I need to balance that with like journaling and, you know, doing my manifestations and things like that. But yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. You know, if there are certain women that you see that are like boss CEOs and they're very masculine energy, then, you know, the opposite of that is the feminine energy, right? So they might have partners that are that feminine side. So, you know, we do attract the opposite. So if you are true to being masculine at your core, then yeah, maybe finding a partner that is more feminine is what suits. But if you're in your masculine energy, right, and you're not attracted to a partner that's more feminine, and you actually want a masculine partner, that means I guess that you're not really being true to your core self. Like if you're really attracted to someone 
who's more masculine, then you need to learn how to tap into your feminine side more in order to attract that person. So this is just a basic understanding of the two, you know, so how can you create intimacy in a relationship that might seem like it's fading out, right? So here's just a few quick tips. So if your partner is more feminine or has a feminine core, bringing more attention to them, reassurance and understanding to your relationship. So try to avoid making them feel unseen or unsafe or misunderstood. All right. So if you think of the feminine energy as being free flowing, unrestricted, then it's like this free flowing water, right? The masculine is the cup that protects it and supports it. Okay. But if your partner has a more masculine core, bringing admiration to that person, appreciation and openness. So avoid criticism, controlling or shutting them down. So vulnerability is what will pull the masculine to you. And this might be scary, but try and offer that freedom and love instead, because it's that freedom that will draw them to you, because that's what the masculine craves. All right, so drop the mask, you know, step into your core energy or just try and balance that out. And this will allow for a more authentic connection between you and your partner or potential partners. Now, let's look at the law of polarity in terms of pulling in your desires, whether that be more money, like abundance, career, whatever it is. So we've got the positive and negative sides, right? So say, let's use money as a really easy example. Now, you've got the negative side, which could be poverty, and then the other end of the scale, which is wealth, all right? So say someone's not where they want to be financially, right? You're not at your desired reality, for example. Everything has an opposite, all right? So what is the positive scenario of that financial situation for you? So you can't have this negative exist without the positive. So how I was thinking about it is you 100% can bring that circumstance into your reality because it exists. So the negative and the positive situation are both connected in the same place. So the only thing stopping you from getting from A to B is your own fears, insecurities, limiting beliefs, all programming that needs to get removed, right? But the main takeaway is it exists because there has to be an opposite to your situation, right? So that's one way to look at this law of polarity. And how do we pull that in? Well, two other polar opposites are the physical reality and the metaphysical reality, right? So in this physical right now is this current circumstance of this, so say the 50K, right? And then the desired reality and the opposite is you with 100k that version of you is there in the metaphysical and that's the way the law of attraction works as well it's how do you use your mind to get from point a to point b through these two phases and i heard this quote and i think it's from a book so this kind of sums it up to desire is to expect and to expect is to achieve So basically the desire is this positive process of attraction 
And this sets up the line of force that connects that to the invisible side of the good desire, right? So the desire puts you in connection with that invisible metaphysical circumstance and the expectation pulls it to you. So if you can use your energy and that expectation and confidence of that thing, that will pull it into your reality. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, you can't desire something without it already existing. There are unlimited possible realities, right? So just know that you truly can have whatever you want in this reality. If you can think of a situation, it exists. You just need to remove the blocks, do the work, remove the subconscious limitations in order to pull that into your reality and using the energy work. And if you're having trouble manifesting, if you are having trouble pulling in these desires, okay, chances are you have a lot of limiting beliefs going on on a subconscious level. I'd invite you to just get super specific and start off with one thing. All right, just focus on one thing that you want to attract. Okay, and just repetition. Think about who is that person that has that one specific thing. Build an image in your mind of that person with that thing and be that person. Become the person that has it. All right, and once you can master bringing in one desired outcome, then you can start putting all of these multiple wishes and dreams and things into the universe. But maybe just, you know, if you're having trouble with it, just get super specific and focus on that one thing. Put all your energy into that one thing. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about, because as I'd mentioned earlier, the law of polarity, you know, the dual aspects, like good or bad, like, you know, love or hate, that kind of thing. And how I was thinking about what is good or bad you know doing all of this work learning how to bypass you know people's minds the conscious minds and get into their subconscious in order to help them but also how that could be used quite selfishly you know for somebody that just wanted to do things for their own personal benefit but thinking about that in terms of like well what is the line you know what is good or bad and is there, right? And in the previous episode that I did, we were talking a little bit about how every situation can be perceived differently or perceived positively or negatively. So something quote unquote bad could have happened to me in my life. And at the time, through my perception, I've said that that's bad, but actually there is a positive because like I said, there's always an opposite, right? So there is actually a positive that can be found. It's just training yourself to look at it and look for that, you know, so victim mentality or victims, right? Really at the end of the day, victim is an ideology. Victim is when someone doesn't feel empowered and don't get me wrong, people are victimized, but it's using this knowledge to be able to break free. Okay, so maybe something that is, you know, horrible or what can be perceived, be perceived to be horrible has happened, but it's choosing to not focus on that aspect and to find the opposite 
or positive aspect of that horrible thing to break free or i.e. the gift? What is the lesson? What is something that is now good that has been able to come from that? Or how can you find the good? How can you find the gift? Even though that may be hard and it's honestly a choice and it's kind of this, you know, intellectual mind game that you need to play with yourself for your life or, you know, train yourself to be able to do that. So for many years, I was very upset and I had a chip on my shoulder because of all of the stuff that had happened to me and I just couldn't understand why me, why me, it's not fair, blah, 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 right? And some of the stuff is technically like what most people would view as very bad and traumatic and, you know, out of this world. (laughs) But I've been able to now look for the positive in all of those situations, which is now helping me to help others, helping me to you know, be a better person because I had such a breakdown in my life because of it and had no choice but to do a 180 and had no choice but to make some big changes, right? So actually that pushed me so far on the other end of the scale of self-development that I am now doing really rewarding and amazing things in my life and I'm living my purpose because of those quote-unquote bad things that happen. So... I guess, you know, without us, there is no good or bad. There is only a perception of the reality that we live in. So you could say that nothing in the world is good or bad until we deem it to be so based on our perspective of the information that we've received. And this got me curious into thinking and, you know, I'm not going to have a final answer for this on you guys. And if anyone listening has thoughts on it I would love to have a chat about it but this got me to thinking about the fact that okay so there's no good or bad and everything's just our perception but then I do believe in you know I wouldn't say karma but when I talk about energy like putting out positive energy getting positive energy back if you put out negative energy you get it back right so what happens if somebody say for example you know decides to manipulate people for their own benefit, right? Now, most people would say, well, that's bad. That's not an integrity. So would that person, if they actually believed that it wasn't bad what they were doing and they were looking at the opposite end, which for them is personal gains, Right, So they were just looking at the positive because like I said, you can look at the positive and negative. So if they were just fully believing in the fact that they are the only person that matters and they are going to look at the positive, which is their personal gain, and they have no shame or guilt because if you've listened to previous episodes that I've done, there's a scale of emotions and the frequencies and vibration attached. So if you're really positive, joy, love, whatever you're going to bring in all of those positive experiences. So say you do something bad that you think is bad, or it's your perception that it's bad, and then you have shame or guilt, then yeah, I think more shitty things will get attracted to you because you're vibrating in that low energy of shame and guilt. But what if this person that has done what we think is bad for their personal gain, they don't feel shame or guilt, 
they don't think it's bad and they think it's quite positive, would they actually have any repercussions? You know, is the only repercussions or what what people call karma, is that just because people are in guilt or shame about it and actually it's only if you can fully detach from what you're doing or think it's positive truly to your core that actually nothing negative would happen to you from that positive. I don't know. <laughs> and this this is when it gets a little bit crazy, guys, and I'm just, I don't know, it just sparked a thought in my mind about all of this stuff because really, like, personally, there is some crazy stuff that I've seen online, you know, lately, and everybody knows what's going on with the the child trafficking situations out there, you know, people getting trapped and put into, you know, sex slavery and things like that. So for me personally, I can't look at that and say, oh, it's just our perception because, okay, yes, I know it's my belief that I think that's bad. And then the people doing it, maybe they obviously aren't seeing it as bad or they are, like I just said, detached from the situation or they're seeing their personal gains, their financial gains, whatever it is, and they're seeing people as disposable. So, you know, I just can't look at that and say that there's a positive, even though I've just harped on about how there's a positive and negative, but I guess somebody might see the positive if they were detached from that compassionate side. So I don't really know. I think if we think about it for too long and hard, it just gets a little bit crazy. So yeah, interested to have more chats with anybody who wants to talk more about this or has thought about this for a little bit longer. (laughs) But I think that, yes, definitely back to basics, things that I've shared, we can definitely use this law to help us in our relationships with love and help us to manifest and you know understand that our desired reality is possible and does exist but yeah very interesting when you start to go down the good or bad topic um yeah and so I'm going to leave you with that thought with no resolution for that part just something to think about All right, loves, that's it for today. Two more episodes of this series and then we are getting stuck in to so much more juicy content. So stay tuned. Love you all. Have a blessed week. Bye.